some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latrell. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, Tony Wink, also uh, PJ Durand will be making an appearance on this particular program. Our show produced by Jack and Leanne DeLeon. Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson are both contributing as well. Tony, interesting um, lineup of guests. Yes, sir. We are going to... Uh, well, first off, we're going to have my buddy Justin Brayton on who... Oh, your buddy. ...has some really exciting news. That he is going to be a factory Honda rider. You just is a factory blew, Honda blew rider. The surprise. So yeah, we got we got JB10 on. Taylor Roberts going to be on. Very fast off road guy, who we've had on many many times out there racing the Work Series out west coast. Richard Kimes, who is the uh, uh, with with been with Helmet House. He's we're going to uh, he's the chief marketing officer and director of training for Helmet House. And it's it's uh, the reason I'm interested is because. Uh, the terrain, meaning the uh, the terrain out there in in the motorcycle industry, the guys that out that work out in the field, they they have a firsthand look at what's going on, what the trends are, that kind of thing. And there's a few specific questions, but we'll okay. just kind of get his take on on what uh, is going out there in the power sports business. Also, uh, hour number two, we're going to have some very fast road racers, so we've got a good lineup. Uh, Stefano, right? Yeah, and then uh, also I think Caleb's. Caleb, on. yep, yeah, okay. Um, how big a deal, Tony, your estimation, how big a deal is the Honda signing of Justin Brayton? Uh, two million. Excuse I'm sorry? Two million. That's, that's my, how big. That's how big. That's uh that's that's a lot of money. Two point two point eight million. Shut up. I'm really? just gonna get bigger until we bring him on. Let's uh, yeah. let's let's go to our first guest, uh, Jack, if we can. Justin Brayton, the newly minted millionaire. How are you, Justin? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Congratulations, dude. I mean, talk about somebody who has literally waited his turn uh, to get to where you are, but um, you're also doing it with great class and style, so j- nice job. Yeah, thank you. It's um, Man, my first go-around at Factory Honda was a complete dream come true. All, all of you guys who know me, I've always been a Honda guy um, with Storm Lake Honda back home in Iowa, and so when I got my first opportunity with them in, in 2012, it was, I know it's pretty cliche, but it really was a, a dream. And it was almost like I didn't get to enjoy it because I was under so much pressure from from really myself to perform. And to, you don't get those opportunities very often. And now this, coming back uh, eight years later, um, it just shows that don't burn bridges and, and um, you know, keep your nose to, to the grind. And here we are eight years later, and I think I'm going to be able to enjoy it a lot more and, and um, really just embrace it. I mean, factory Honda in America, is the, as you guys know, it's the pinnacle of our sport, so it's pretty neat. It is, and, and congrats, buddy. And, and you know, it's uh, I think it's cool that uh, MCR allowed you. I, I, I mean, I assume you were still under contract with Mike and Tony, and, and they allowed you to go and, and break that contract, or were you guys year to year, or how'd that work out? Yeah. No, yeah, so I had a, a two-year deal that I signed at the end of 2018. So, yeah, my contract did go through 2020. And um, so, yeah, that was one of my first phone calls was to Mike Genova. And he's been nothing but great to me. And, um, man, he, he was kind of a mentor the past couple of years on and off the track. It's been fun to get to know him outside of the races. And 
I've learned a lot from him business wise. And, um, so yeah, it was cool that he let me out of my, my deal to, to be able to go to Honda and, and really it's all, everyone's kind of working together, you know, they're a Honda supported team. So, and it's what made the most sense, I guess, for, for Honda at the time. And, um, so yeah, Mike, Mike was able to let me out and excited about it. So your, your deal overseas, you're getting ready to do in Australia, um, which by the way, you got third in Montreal, right? I saw you were riding that bike or at least the graphics yeah. for that, that team. Um, talk about how that deal works. Honda apparently is cool with you continuing to race for that other team and, and talk about your relationship with that team. And, and does that, do, do they lend any resources to that team or is it basically what you've been doing and then it starts fresh in January? The cool thing about all this is, you know, essentially I'm, I'm paid to sell Honda motorcycles and, you know, I don't just do it in America. I do it on a global level. So, um, it's all supported kind of in and amongst Honda, uh, Honda Australia is the, the team that I ride for, uh, in, in Australia to, um, directly from the factory there in Australia. So it's kind of their factory Honda team. And then, um, over here in America. So how my deals work is really starting December 1st. I'll be on the Honda HRC bike getting ready for American Supercross. But in the meantime, I'll be with Honda Australia and I will get some parts and pieces. Won't be my full race bike, but, um, for sure suspension and all the key components that I need to go to Australia to be comfortable. Um, and I think over the years, I've just proven that it works for me. I think if it was my first year and I asked Honda to, to support that, they would probably say, no, nah, I think you need to stay over here and keep preparing with us. But now that they, they can look at my track record, it, it's worked. Without me doing uh, motocross, I kind of need to race those five or six races to kind of get the ball rolling. And, and I feel like I'm really one of the most prepared guys at Anaheim 1. So, um, yeah pretty neat I'm, it's like a dream scenario for me that's for sure superstar justin brayton is joining us uh on the program as he has so many times and we appreciate the time he spends with us um i, I do have a question to ask uh because i know that there are people pr people okay uh with these uh, large companies like honda did your time uh spent in australia with your family uh in france and germany etc do you think that had anything as as far as uh you know as far as the decision to bring you back to honda of america good question I, you know i'm really not sure I, I don't know i think at the end of the day they just look at results and what their best uh option is at that time to get them the best results but then also above and beyond that you know, I gel really well with the team. I've, uh, like I said, been on the team once before, and it, and it was great. Uh, the, Eric Kehoe, the team manager, is uh, the team manager there again. He left for a few years, and now he's back. Uh, so it's a lot of the same people, and we just gel really good. So I think that's part of it, the whole team dynamic. Uh, it wouldn't be a new guy coming in that they'd have to learn. And it takes longer than people think to get to know a team and, and for the team to know the rider. So I just think it's a perfect fit. There's really no, um, no real dating between us, you know, like we're, we already know each other. We're, we're not getting to know each other. So, um, yeah, from my first day, it'll be like, like we never left. You're just up in Canada. Talk about that race. You finished what third. So, and, yeah, and I, yeah, had I, you, third. It was I had a, you pegged for that win for sure. So I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's, track was 
you know, everyone raced the same track, but it was pretty difficult. It was really one line and dry. And, um, but yeah, just a fun race. You know, it's been a long time since I've had a gate drop too. It's been since the, uh, Las Vegas supercross. So, um, for me, it's just all about, you know, staying safe and, um, having some fun, which we did. We accomplished both those things. And now once we start racing for a championship, obviously the pressure and, and, uh, my game will get ratcheted up. And, um, so yeah, of course I wanted to win. It wasn't there and it was pretty much however you started, you, you finished, which was fine, but I just didn't get the starts that I needed. So, um, but learned, learned a lot as always. I'm 35 and still learning. So, uh, yeah, well, um, I got a race here in a few weeks in Australia, round one in Brisbane. So, um, always good to get gate drops before, before it really matters. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I've, as you know, um, we've kept in touch. We, and more lately that we do the race in May down on the track, the Justin Brayton shootout, but, um, have kept in touch over the years and you've had years where you, they weren't banner years for you. They weren't standout years. And then as you get older, you're a little bit of a puzzle to me, even though we're, we're good buds and we talk, it's still, you know, when I'm in the dozer today, I'm thinking about you because because uh, I texted and said you want to do an interview, but I'm in the dozer and I'm thinking about like, you know, I was going to change the section on the track and you, I remember you saying you thought it was cool, like this is the best part, so I just left it, you know, and scraped the weeds off because we got a race this weekend. But and I'm just thinking about your career over the years and it boggles me a little bit. You're an old man, right? And uh, <laughs> he's 35 years old. In racing years, yeah. <laughs> In racing years, he's a dinosaur, but you don't, but, but you're relevant and you got to win not that long ago. And, it, you know, and your style doesn't look, you know, I was watching this video that you just put out and said, hey, I'm going overseas or whatever. And you put it on your social media and, you know, in the start with the three inch wheelie all the way out, not one thing flinches on your body, but the right, right wrist. And it's just like, man, you just per, you know, you're like perfect on a motorcycle and, uh, and maybe somebody would disagree, but not somebody at my level. I can't see it, you know? So I just wonder, do you, as a rider, as you're getting older, I know your perspective has changed over the years and you know that, uh, hey, I got third place, you know, and it's like that race didn't really matter. It's a good warm up or whatever you, you put emphasis on what's important and you talk about ratcheting up your, your, you know, your, your speed and your momentum and all of those things, your aggression on the track. And, and so that you're the most prepared for a one, but who do you have in your corner is my question to help you. I remember Tim Ferrier in the twilight of his career, he was talking about, he'd have a riding coach and it just, I wonder who, if you have somebody that, that you, you talk to on a frequent basis that helps you. Are you with talking your, about mentally or physically? Well, both maybe, but I'm more talking about riding technique and that sort of thing and what it is that you do to, to, to keep yourself evolving because you're obviously evolving. You can't just stay the same and, and start and, and then get a win. It, that doesn't, and the, at this point in your career, you're evolving still. So I'm curious how you do that. If you have somebody that you work yeah, with. I, I think the, no, I think the, the best answer I can give you is um, I, I don't have a riding coach and I don't have one specific person that, that I lean on. Um, I have several friends in my circle and, um, but the biggest thing that I can say is I'm just a student of the game. My mind is constantly turned on. Um, there's not very many nights where I lay in bed and I don't turn on a race 
Um, my wife would vouch for me on that. She gets sick of watching <laughs> races every night. But as soon as I get my kids down, um, my mind is back on. I mean, pretty much from the time I wake up, basically right now my routine is up at 6, and I'm in the gym by 6.30, and I then try to take my daughter and daughter to, to preschool, and then I'm at the track till about 3, and then I'll do another bike ride or, uh, or a gym session, and then I'm dad for three or four hours, and then once I'm done being dad, it's straight back into the racing with studying. I, I study other riders. I, I watch their technique. I watch their bike. I love watching people's bikes. Um, I video myself every day at the track to study that. Every session, I'll go back, and I put it on the TV in my, in my shop. So I, I just love the... I love it, man. I, I absolutely love it. I love everything about it. And then the fitness part of it, um, I've never really had a trainer, you know, that I've worked with super close, even throughout my whole career. Um, I've never wanted to have somebody to blame. It's fitness-wise. It's really not rocket science. I've done a lot of research and trial and error, I guess. So, yeah, and, and I probably should lean on people more, but I don't know. It's just something about me. I just want to do it myself. And, I, and like I said earlier, I do have friends that I lean on heavily to to talk about things and bounce ideas off of. But um, the biggest thing is I'm just a student of it. I, I love I love learning and trying to evolve to be a better rider and athlete and, and person. So, Justin, when you're uh, doing those race reviews, I mean, are you, you are you critiquing uh, your own performance while also, as you said, you're clearly looking for is somebody doing something better i assume is the idea see what they're doing and if it's if it's a way to move forward you're going to probably try and adopt it if you can for sure yeah and i learned so much from video from videoing myself because sometimes i'm like man i'm going as thought as fast as i can go into that turn and then i watch it and i'm like nah you, you you can go faster than that but that just is from watching other people other people on the same track um watching the race footage from the weekend so the, the previous weekend of racing and then yeah just studying other people's techniques and then i'll try it and um yeah no one's really taught me how to ride i guess i've just just watched and said okay i need to have my toes here and my elbow should be here and um you know through the whoops i should be this my i've had people throughout the years mcgrath has you know gave me some pointers in the whoops and there's been several people that have you know, giving me, giving me tidbits here and there. Nathan Ramsey, uh, Nate Dog was a big part of my program for a couple of years. I uh, had Tortelli, you know, give me some oh, pointers wow. here and there. Um, Ricky Johnson helped me out for a short um, period of time. And, and I still talk to all those people. So, um, yeah, tidbits from several different people. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm the one who's got to get on the bike and try and try and make it work when you do make it work is it's beautiful to watch um but what is evident what what's evident to tony myself pj and many many others is watching you emerge as a real athlete okay and that's perhaps what, what tony was trying to get at just minutes ago is that uh, you've become a tremendous athlete and he can't quite figure it out um most people can't but um watching you uh, excel over the years is because you live a championship lifestyle. I think that's huge. For sure. It's, it's, it's definitely a lifestyle, but I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, and honestly, I don't feel 35. I really don't. I you don't look it. Mindset. 
I feel good on the motorcycle. I feel good off the motorcycle. Um, so yeah, why not keep going? I don't want anyone to tell me just because I'm 35 that I need to be done. I feel like that's just an age. If you told me I was 25 and I just signed my first factory contract, I would believe you. And I would think I have another 10 years. So, um, yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of people asking, oh, is this your last year? I honestly can't answer that question. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's just, hey, tomorrow I'm done. We pray that there's another 10 years years left for you. Five years, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, Tony, uh, we got to head to the break here in about a minute, but I want to give you last shot with Justin. Well, I just want to say good luck over there. Be safe. And, you know, you've got a huge fan base, especially here in Iowa, but I know there's everywhere I go, people are, you know, we talk about the track wherever I go and, and uh, when I talk about the race that you and I do in the spring, everybody's pretty stoked on that. So you've got a, you've got a lot of fans here, bud, and I uh, want to wish you the best over overseas. And when do you come back? Are you going to be over the whole time, or do you, do you go back and forth a bit? Yeah, so the family and I fly out this Saturday for California, and then we'll go directly from there to Australia in a couple weeks. And then we're actually gone for about six, six months, five or six wow. months from our house in Charlotte. So. Um, we'll be in Australia for, for two of those and then a few months in California. So how long a flight is yeah, that? Busy. To go uh, to go from, from California, California to Australia. To yeah. Australia is about thirteen hours. Shut up. Seriously. Yeah. And and how yeah, how old are the kids? Hours, yeah. <laughs> well, we've went since my daughter was two and now she's five. We went every year and I've got a son that's two, so uh, we traveled last year with my son. He was six weeks, or two two years ago, he was six weeks old. Oh, my. So, well, it can be done. It's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Lots You're, of chocolate, right? Yeah. <laughs> chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And children's Tylenol. Yeah. Ah, we got that going yeah. on. Um, Travis, uh, you're one of our heroes, brother, and uh, we surely appreciate you and uh, only wish you the best. Congratulations on uh, the new signing. I think it's terrific. And um, I don't know that anybody in our sport could uh, um, deserve it more. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate having me on. Thanks, JB. Justin Brayton heads to the pits. Tony, he's been a friend of yours for how long? Uh, 1990-something. Yeah. I remember announcing him in Adel, Iowa. Do you remember when Mark Bennell... Had the races out there at the at the uh, fairgrounds. Um, you were a quick yeah. kid. He was yeah, for sure. Troy, do you remember Troy? I can't remember Troy's last name. But Troy Bennett. Troy Bennett. Yeah, yep. we just had so much fun, and uh, it's always fun to catch up with Justin. But watching him succeed, I think, is terrific. All right, coming up next, Taylor Roberts going to be joining us. Uh, you going to know the name? Well, you probably will recognize his voice. He's been with us several times before. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.